0: This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 1115 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com.
1: Please be seated as our one-body youth are coming up. I'll take a moment to let you know what we're doing. As many know, but if you're a guest today, maybe not, uh, our high school youth group uh, went to Jamaica this past June. And uh, from the very beginning, we felt like we needed to remind you that um, they were going to Catadupa. Jamaica, which was not a fancy resort. Um, they're going to serve, and they're going to serve with people who have significantly less than we do. Um, and they were there for a week. Uh, they had an amazing experience. I got just a little glimpse of it yesterday and some more at our earlier service. And part of their commitment and desire was that um, they wanted to share with you, who benefited them so much, to, uh, to something about the trip and what it was about. Uh, it's not a canned speech. Everyone have their little pieces. We're just asking questions. We're having a bit of a dialogue. Um, So that's where we begin today. And at the first service, I said, who wants to go first? And we all know who it was, but that person's not allowed to go first this time. So who would like to go first this time?
2: I'll go first. Lily!
1: Thank you. What do you want to tell us?
2: So much. Um, I guess I'll start with the church because, well, we're in church right now, so... I feel like that's appropriate. Um, the church there um, was like part part church and part school. Uh, the school was used for the school children because they really had no other place. Um, for the church part, though, they had um, benches of seating. They had fans <laughs> that sometimes didn't work. <laughs> um, they had one overhead fan that just. Like, never worked. <laughs> um, but then when they sang into the microphones, they didn't have volume control. So they sang like full speed and it got real loud real quick. Energetic. Um, yes, very energetic. Um, but it was great. You could really feel God in what they were doing and just how blessed they were, how just how. Um receiving they were and how giving they were giving. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um. <laughs> I remember seeing this in the fine print but then I saw a picture. Y'all had to dress differently to go to worship.
2: Oh yeah. They um they were conservative um, so we had to wear dresses below the knees or skirts below the knees and uh longer sleeve dresses or shirts, wow. Wow. which got really hot <laughs> <That's different. laughs> so because then you have like almost eighty people plus um the regular uh members of the church all packed in this little tiny room wow. Wow. uh just praising God Wow! very, awesome. very emotional. Awesome.
1: Nathan, tell us about the work that you all did. What kind of work did you do when you were there?
0: Well, we well our group was assigned to helping construct a wall near a near near a school to help block out noise from the from the street right next to the school. While other groups took care of repair of putting in, of putting in concrete or asphalt for potholes, yeah. and I think some of the others also helped in building, building a room, an extra, an extension onto the church. Ah. But we worked on a wall. We worked on a wall. Some of us dug the trench. Some of us bent rebar. Some of us tied it together with the bent rebar. Who, who got to drive the bulldozer? There was no bulldozer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just,
1: just, just checking on that. Okay. <laughs> so
0: everything had to be done. By hand? Yes. Concrete? Concrete was dirt, cement mix, wow. Wow. and gravel mixed in mixed in on the wow. courtyard.
1: So I imagine each day you were tired, uh, I would be. You could... So uh, pass it on to somebody else. Who, uh, Carrie. So after you're having this big day of work, which was hot.
0: Very hot. And uh, you
1: came back to your a five star hotel.
3: You're funny. I'm glad you amused yourself. <laughs> no, we stayed in rooms right above the sanctuary. Okay. And um it was very packed because of especially in the girls room because of all of the girls. And um
1: you each had your own room.
3: You again, I'm glad you amused yourself. <laughs> no. No, we all had most of the girls were packed in this one room and we were all like packed like sardines in there with everybody's suitcases and everything all over the place and it was insane (laughs) but it was fun I mean because living being in such close quarters you do get to spend more time with each other so that was cool
1: Christina, tell us something about uh, the kids that you encountered there. Uh, My experience in Haiti, they hadn't seen a whole lot of old white men with a big belly like mine and no hair. Uh, I suspect blonde hair stuck out a little bit there.
4: Yeah, I definitely got a couple looks, like, what's up with their hair? They look really weird, especially, like, the little elementary kids where the school we were working at, they, like um, – I think they even um, talked to Jay, like, what's on your teeth? She had braces. They were so confused what braces were and why they were on her teeth. Like, they were asking her, can't you just take it off? And she just – they were so confused. Um, they were really funny. And the thing when they're school and stuff, they're never quiet, these elementary school kids – I don't think there was any quiet moment, and the teachers were always constantly telling them, like, hey, pay attention, because they are always, like, peeking out the window and, like, walking out of the classroom, like, just to say hi, and just hanging out in the bathrooms and stuff like that. It was really strange, but they were everywhere, but they were really friendly, and, we were also playing cards one time, and like Katie mentioned and stuff before, is uh, they were trying to figure out what we were playing. We were playing, um, I think it was Skip Boat, and they just could not figure it out. And they were so confused trying to figure out how we were playing this game and, like, what a card game was. It was so funny.
1: I won't lie, I was a little worried every time I saw a picture of you all teaching kids how to play cards, so I got a little worried. But it's all right. I didn't see any money on the table. You weren't doing anything like that, so it was great. And um, that was, like, in your free time. Was there a lot of free time?
4: No, not really. It was more so um, after we were done with, like, our meal and the service. Then we had a bunch of free time in the night, but other than that, no, we didn't have a lot of free time. We usually spent it, like, walking back to the camp or, like, once we uh, take, like, our shower, then we go back. It was just a lot of walking and working, and so not a lot of rest, period. Wow,
1: wow. Katie, tell me about that. I know you weren't alone. There was another, at least two other groups, right? Uh, did did were We all in the same place? Did you work together? Did you sleep together? How would that work?
0: Uh,
2: well, e- there's one group from North Carolina, and then the other group is from Michigan. Uh, there's, I think there's like 40 people in the North Carolina group and like 20-ish in the Michigan group. Uh, but we each had our different work sites, so we didn't get to work with them really, but we got to meet up and interact with them at the church and in the rooms, and they were pretty nice.
1: Yeah, awesome. Liam? I oh, know you're back there. I'm not going to embarrass you this service I like I did last. I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> I, I I know that you've been a lot of rebar, and it was it was a lot of work. Uh, that that part I really saw. But what what was the most meaningful to you of the trip? What, what what helped you you grow the
5: most? All right. So going on to the trip, am uh, I, I'm, I'm I tend to be a really distracted person. Uh, all around so usually I see that with like my connection with God too there's a lot of distractions in my life but going to Jamaica I mean I didn't have my phone and I was pretty isolated there and no connection with like life back here and so it really helped me focus on what I had with God and helps me grow with that connection rather than my Wi Fi connection. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that was
1: different. I bet that was different. Uh Scott, tell them a little bit about the work project, how you got back and forth, how far away it
6: was and that whole kind of thing. Um our work site was two to three miles away um each day. A small group of us walked there and walked back. Um they only had one minivan to kinda of run us around so some people got the luxury of riding in that and then the rest of us just walked to 14 of you
1: right so many ways. yeah there was yeah.
6: 14 of us so yeah. um that was it um again like nathan said the work i mean all by hand um big forks uh shovels pickaxes trying to get the stone and and roots and everything out of the way of the foundation wow. and then Manually moving all the the stone and the sand from the street because the dump trucks just dump it right there along the street and then you had to move it all into the site so that you could mix it up. Wow! So a lot of days of not a dry spot on you.
1: And did people from the school or the community work with you?
6: Yeah, they had um, a couple people from the community and one of the big differences on this mission trip compared to the to a lot of the other ones I've been on is that. There were no leaders from the United States there. The people that ran Experience Mission were all locals. So it really gave it a whole different flavor of being truly part of the community, not visitors to the community, but part of the community. How I cool. mean, How cool. so yeah, the people that came to the church and that led us and cooked for us and that took us to the sites and led us at the site all jamaicans so we were really i felt at least part of the community for a while and that's an incredible feeling to be welcomed into their community mm-hmm. like that harry
1: i know we when you went we knew you had some uh, trade skills and be helpful like that but just hearing you talk about it, it's been more than that it was, it, tell, tell us something for you as, as a chaperone as a, and as the oldest member of the group tell us what, how you grew
5: yeah he brings that up every time he's younger uh, than me thank <laughs> you harry <laughs> Uh, well, it it was a really fulfilling trip. It really was. Uh, the people there were just so friendly and helpful. Uh, and these people have nothing. We're up in the mountains in the middle of the jungle where uh, half their houses aren't even finished. They're living in, you know, halfway finished homes. They'll build them till they run out of money, and then they quit until they save up enough to move on. And it, it's, there's just unfinished houses sitting everywhere. Uh, but... They, they were just, like I said, it, every, everything, they were friendly, helpful. It, it just, yeah. and, and my biggest thing with the, the whole trip was the fact that we were completely disconnected from what we, our lives. Yeah. You hear you, you're constantly worried about what do I, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. I, you know, I got to be here, I got to be there. There you went to work, you went back to the church, you did a service, you ate. You, know, you had some free time, but you were completely disconnected, like like Liam said, no Wi-Fi or anything. So you just forgot about the rest of the world, and it's just so refreshing to be able to to relax and just do what you're there for, and, and not worry about everything else.
1: I'm just pushing 100 degrees, and you're using the word refreshing. I'm thinking about that a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> that, that, that's a little bit
5: challenging. Yeah, and, and there's no air conditioning anything. All the right. buildings, homes, everything right. are just open air. How about have, showers and stuff like that? They don't have windows in them or anything. You, you just, if you get a breeze, that's all you get. Uh, how about showers? Showers, they had a couple of showers, but the water, no water pressure at all. So very few people used them. They had us bring bathing suits because they knew we'd be showering at the local spring. In the spring had a three-inch pipe sticking out with water just gushing so you had to be careful when you stepped under it, you didn't get knocked down and that water was cold <laughs> <Just> <laughs> refreshing there we go refreshing
1: refreshing. <laughs> refreshing. i know uh probably this group you've been on to most of these trips and so you kind of probably had some idea what you what you're looking for after after being in some other places but um what about the faith, book? what were you surprised about faith and 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 seeing other people of God and what God was doing there?
3: Um, for Jamaica, you know, I've I have I've been blessed that I've been able to go on many amazing mission trips, and um, I did go into this one knowing that it would be my last one with this group. Hopefully, not my last one, um, as I hopefully go on many more. But um, with this group, um, and. You know, you go in—I try to go in with new eyes every time because I know that, you know, it's a different community, a different situation, um, different people. Um, and from the moment we stepped on, like they said, they were so welcoming. I knew that it, the people were immediately different. Um, God was in everything that they did, and it was he was everywhere. Um, he was in the nature. He was in the, the people that we were staying with. He was in the community, the animals that we were surrounded. I mean, for me, with faith, when I was there— the difference was that we got to go to two different services. Um, one regular church service, and then they did one kind of like a Wednesday night, but it was on Tuesday. Um, and that was kind of time for testimonies. And at both services, you just got to see how the members of the community just worship God with everything that they had. Um, and, you know, sitting and soaking it in and talking about it afterwards, you know, I feel that you know, we, we determine wealth by the physical things or the money or our possessions, um, but I personally feel that they were more wealthy than we could ever be because they were so happy and so full of God, and just everything they did, they praised God, um, and they exuded Him. And so they were more wealthy in that aspect, in my eyes, than I could ever hope to be um, so, yeah.
1: Has it played with anybody's head? Uh, when I've come back from places and, and having that experience of I have all these things, and then when I go and I don't have them and I so enjoy it, has it played with your head when you came back, Annie?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, it was, I think that was one of the hardest parts for me is that, like, when you come back from a mission trip, you know, you want to take everything that you have with you. But there, it showed me how blessed I was and how, as a society as a whole, how selfish we can be. Um, and so coming back into our everyday society where, you know, which just kind of every man for themselves to rise to the top of the food chain, um, where there it was very communal-based and very community-based, and they shared everything with everyone and gave you everything that they had. And, you know, they just lived together, loved together. Um, to come back here, it was definitely hard. And, you know, I did find myself tearing up at some point just being like, oh, my gosh, this is where I lived and, yeah. you know. We have so much more, but they had, they lived and shared so much more. So
1: that's a tough one, and one we we wrestle with, and we're wrestling with now as a whole community. Uh, Suzanne, you were the last minute addition to this group. Uh, tell us. I know you said something earlier. I just want everybody to hear.
7: Yeah, I I will share that every time because it's so true. I was blessed to be the last minute addition, female chaperone, um, and when I was. Uh, it was expressed to me by a couple of parents. They were glad I was going um, so I could kind of be the mother hen. Um, but I want to assure uh, all the parents and just um, the people of our congregation that these wonderful people do not need mother hens. Um, they look out for each other so well. They work so hard. Um, when they are out in the world, they are are our mission statement, they spread God's love, and um, it's just the biggest blessing to get to know them. I feel, I feel like I want to promote just hanging out with them up here. If you see a one-body event, that doesn't mean you can't go hang out with them, too, and you will not regret it. it is a, they are just special, special people.
1: That's awesome. One of the things we said after the first service was, there's just no way we can describe this whole event for others. Uh, I want to thank you for trying. Uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And We want to
7: thank you and the church. Thank you for sponsoring us and, and, and thinking that these kids are valuable enough to um, lift them up and send them on these journeys to grow.
1: Well, that might be a good place to, to end this portion, but you can tell they all have bright green shirts on, and everyone mm-hmm. would love talking to you more about it out in the, in the narthex after worship today. One Body, we're very proud of you and what you, what you did with us.